Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. This is the sixth episode of the limited Movie Mind construction series, and today I spoke to Rotem Rottenberg. Rotem's been in the construction industry for close to 20 years now. He kicked off his career pushing wheelbarrows and then growing the business alongside his father at CoBuild. Rotem has a huge passion for people, and he continues to drive CoBuild from strength to strength by living and breathing the values that he believes in. He likes to focus on the controllables in life and is a master of mindset and ultimate optimism. It was great to learn from Rodden about the culture that he instills in the company, his views on mental health in the industry, and the values that he and his team live by. We're doing this series because every year 190 Australians working in the construction industry take their own lives. This means we lose one construction worker every second day to suicide, and construction workers are six times more likely to die from suicide than an accident at work. Thanks so much for joining into this series and supporting Move Your Mind. If you'd like to learn more, you can buy the Move Your Mind book at nickbrax.com book, or you can join our community at moveyourmind.me. Rodham, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, a lot of Lots of back and forth as we have with so many of the guests. So it's always good to be able to, um, or it's interesting to see, see the face after, you know, talking via email and, um, you know, super glad we can, we we're just chatting before how, I'm in New York and you're in Melbourne. That's the, the beauty of, uh, in Australia, sorry, it's the beauty of technology, but you'll actually be in New York next week. So um, anyway, glad to have you on here. Yeah, small world. Well, thank you very much, Nick. I think I think it's great what you're doing about bringing to life, you know, construction and, and mental health, because I think it's something that's been dormant and uh, I, I really look forward to exploring with you. I appreciate it. No, it is. It's, I mean, mental health in general is, you know, such a big issue and it's it's something that, I mean, is being talked about more in construction, but not enough. And, you know, male-dominated industry and there's so many issues, so many things that get swept un- under the carpet. So I think it's really important. It's been interesting for us having these interviews and just learning and seeing the response already from putting these out there and, um, you know, just getting insights from people like yourself. So, yeah, appreciate you being on here. And I guess the the first thing um, I, I want to ask is, can you just give me a bit of a background on yourself and how you came to, or what you do today and how you came to doing that. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant to Australia, so we, we're from Israel. It's a family. We arrived here in 88 and uh, with not much, so really proud of my, my dad and mum and how they sort of built their lives and, and were able to give a platform for us as kids. And, you know, dad just started into landscaping and fencing and that's sort of the origin about hard work. He really drove into, into hard work and was always entrepreneurial and always looked at opportunities. And, you know, for me, very early in my career, you know, it was all, I started sort of at 12 in, in construction, literally, you know, dad was was building and he always said, you know, you, you've got two weeks of holidays. You got actually one week of holiday and one week of work. You just got to pick which one. So I'd always, you know, our first time round, I picked uh, 
holiday first and the work the week after, and it was probably the wrong decision. Yeah. And I learned very quickly that you need to do the hard work first and then you can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so driven from a young age of, of 12, you know, you know, getting on sites, getting picked up and understanding the mentality of the construction industry. It's all about push, 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 a lot of hard work and everyone's in it to just drive action and there's not much talk about emotion or change and, and sort of you know I did that from the age of 12 to 17 and, and then uh, when I graduated from school I, I went to physio for a year and uh, definitely definitely changed my career path I thought I'd give it a go I like biology and some sciences and, and maths and and uh, the turning point was they they shoved me into a clinic for my practice mid-year and I was two weeks spending in like a in a in a in an office with without any windows and I was just massaging all people's legs. So that just sort of <laughs> hit me off my my need to be in physio. And then I transferred into construction management and Cobby, my father was starting, was he, he was working in the industry and him and another site manager uh, had a had a small gig and my dad said, you know, can you give me a hand? So one day of work, he said, that's all I need. And then I was studying full time, and then one day work quickly became full time work, full time study. And what what I found out really quickly once you know I was a bit more mature, about 19, 20, so you sort of get a feel for understanding people. And one thing I noticed about the industry was very adversarial. Everyone was out to get each other, and it was really sort of cutthroat. And so this doesn't make sense. Like why is why is business not like relationships? And why why can't you build these relationships to harness and foster proper dialogue and proper connection. And I think that's what's what I understood the industry to be. Like everyone was just out to get each other. Mm. And then we sort of flipped it on its head and we said, you know, we need to build relationships. That's the foundation of business. You know, why are we actually doing this? And, you know, our, our core why is to enrich people's lives in the buildings we build. So we started with the team of three and, and over the journey we've evolved and, and really focused on the relationship side of things and focused on investing in people. So that was a key driver because, you know, we look at it as your, your client, your best client is your people. So number one, you've got to invest in your people. That's your number one client. Your number two client are the people that actually, you know, engage you to, to deliver and partner on a project. Yeah. So with that sort of mentality, you drive a lot of positive mental change because you talk, you connect with people on a, on, a, on, a, on a different level. So for us, it was from inception, we've been really driven about that family connection and having that family values. And that was really driven for me from a young age with my, my family my parents and in construction not many people talk about their issues it's really laid dormant and there's a lot of mental health issues in construction and over my journey I've seen a lot of our team you know who've, who've you know some near, nearly committed suicide some you know they don't talk up until it's too late right yeah. and, and some that are just going through turmoil but it's it's all these programs that we've started to implement internally in the business that have started to bring things to light, having people talk about their story. You know, people with mental health share their story is really powerful. So we're really big advocates of it. And, and we have, you know, mental health days. We have appreciation days. We have, you know, the RUK day. But for us, it's always talking about things. So we have, yeah. we have, we're all about connecting and creating deep relationships with, with our team. Yeah, that's which is it's like you're saying it's so important because otherwise it just it becomes you know this twenty four seven thing and it's not going to get talked about and I I mean I've seen it 
myself through talks I've done. I we had one where we did a talk on a it was a Friday afternoon and um this was a construction company or in a factory and we had the this guy had been working there for 30 years and never spoke about anything and um no one ever thought he had any problems and he came up to us after and said he had an active plan to to end his life uh and you know not because we said anything unique but he I guess something triggered and it was just the right timing and he went and actually got help and spoke about it and and you know you never know if it could have gone the other way and you know I'm sure there's so many stories like that that we don't hear about and um it just makes it so it's so prevalent that we just need to have these conversations and you know do more about it so it's it's so good you know that you guys are are doing that and you know and being part of that conversation and and having that I guess on a cultural level in the company um as as you know just part of how how you do business yeah, you know, you know, it's interesting. There's a there's a really good point, and just have that just have discussion triggered a triggered a memory. You know, one generally in construction, you see the biggest, baddest, most tattooed people are like the hardest. You think they're never going to break down or talk about things. And and one of our team members, one of the girls, she she wanted to take one of our pre starts. So every morning at about seven o'clock, roughly seven o'clock, we have a, a pre start where the whole the whole site team comes and discusses you know what's happening for the day from a safety perspective the the flow of works on site so everyone understands um, things are running safely and and if they need to coordinate anything it can be done so you know one of one of our drivers was we had like a mental health week and we were talking about you know mental health in construction and one of our girls said you know I want to run it I think you know I'm really passionate so she went to one of the sites got everyone there and and then the hardest worker on site that's one that they thought they'd need to break down actually came up to them after and, and broke down in tears and said you know this morning I can't believe how much you've connected with me I, I didn't realize how much I needed to talk about it and and you said do you have time for a coffee and they went for a coffee and actually spoke about you know what's going on in his world it just shows you when you actually talk about it you, you connect you know mm-hmm. and the automatic you know I think the automatic nature because it's such a male-dominated industry you know, if someone comes to talk to you, everyone's, you know, let's sit back and far away, but you actually got to lean in in those yeah. situations and you yeah. watch the faces once they get in and connected and they, and they hear the stories, they actually, they will, they, they are receptive to it. You just need to ask the right questions. I think always. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you've, it's got to sort of ask the right questions, create the right environment where they feel safe to speak about it and, and all, yeah, all of the things you're talking about because it's um, it's a foreign thing. If they haven't done it before and it hasn't been culturally part of that industry and and in general in society in men, you know, especially even to this day with how much mental health awareness we have, there's still a lot mm-hmm. of stigma for men to go and you know talk about their emotions or talk about having a mental health related issue. That can you can feel like you're going to be judged for it and that it's showing weakness or you know whatever sort of um, thought patterns have been drummed into us. So. Uh, I think it is. It's so important that, you know, just highlights again, you know, having this conversation right now, we don't know when this goes to air, you know, next week, it might yeah. resonate with one person and, and help them make a change. You just don't know. And it's actually most of the time, the stories we don't hear about, you know, when, when, it, when it actually does make that change. So um, yeah, it's such a, such an important thing. Yeah. And, and you know, I think the thing that we've seen is just like when people, when you open up that space and that environment for people to have that dialogue, it breaks down all these barriers. And yep. people will talk 
And, and it's the hardest thing is for them to actually get it out. And once it out, it's a big relief and it's not that bad. I think that the fear is always, it's, no one's going to understand me. No one's going to listen to me. No one's going to have any action. But the, the reality is people are receptive and they want to talk about things. And, you know, the, the deepest thing that anyone can have is a connection. Yeah. So once, you know, that's one thing that us humans need. We need to have a connection. We need to have a relationship. Uh, without that, there's nothing else that drives our needs. And, you know, like look at companions, like people that are elderly, they have a companion. If they'll, they'll last a lot longer if they've got a partner for the rest of their lives. And, you know, you said a lot when people have a partner and one dies, the, one will, the other one will die very shortly after because they need that bond. And that sort of feeds into this whole mental health piece where when you talk about things, you connect with people. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't know, that's, that's, that's our take. Like you, you, you need to talk about it. You have to. I think, you know, it's like I've, I've been in this industry for over 10 years and um, we sort of do a whole range of things now with the company. But at the very beginning, I just all I was doing was going out and sharing my story. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to be vulnerable, talking about what I went through. And what I saw from doing that was um, people started actually talking and share. You know, they were they were like it was almost this um, relief of, oh, thank God that you've given me permission that, okay, I I didn't, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I was fucked, but no, I'm actually, you know, going through this same human experience and other people go through it and, you know, I've got permission to talk about it. Um, So it's creating that environment and space and conversation and education because, you know, we're not taught about this stuff often in school, in, you know, university, at home, in the workplace, you know, so where, where are these learnings going to come from? if there's no, you know, if they don't get that sort of starting point and that feeling of permission to, to do it. Yeah, do you, I think you, you'd agree with this. Like it's the, the, the tools you don't have that you need. So, like, you know, we, we had a bit of yeah. a bet last night with our team, our site managers and project managers. We all got together uh, and a guy I do a bit of work with, I catch up with once a month, a guy called Nambul and really great thought leader and a performance coach. And, and one of the things were that when we got the site managers together, you know, we had we had a they they sort of understood more about how they can get the best out of themselves, yeah. And then and when you get the best out of yourself, you get the confidence to talk about things. And I was chatting with one of our side managers last night after and he said, you know, when I came into the industry, I'm sort of like a dinosaur. You know, that, that that's the way he looks at. It. He's a sort of so just over fifty. He goes, I'm a dinosaur in the industry. And I said, and I said, why do you say that? He says, because initially all I did was being very hard. The construction industry was driven to be really hard. You had to you had to scream the loudest, you had to push the hardest. And that was instilled from, you know, from ever in a day that you need to scream, you need to, you know, bounce, you know, beat your chest to get results. Yeah. But he said, now I'm evolving, you know, I'm not an extinct dinosaur, I'm more, more like a crocodile. You know, I'm still I'm evolving with the times, but I'm I'm more receptive to talking about things and explaining to people why I need it and what the implications are. And I don't scream anymore. And I thought that's an interesting tell about how people evolve because you can evolve. And the more you talk about things that, from a mental perspective, the more you can evolve as a person. Absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, in a company, it's like a microcosm of society. It's, a, you know, it's like changing, you know, how do you change this stuff on a broad level? We've got to go and do preventative sort of things. We've got to change how we're educated. We've got to go back to the very beginning. And it's the same in a company. If these, if we're learning in a company from managers and leaders and, you know, we're getting the same sort of information passed down, um, 
that and the culture's not changing, then how how are people going to evolve? So it sort of needs to come from the top down and we need these changes to, you know, start happening. And so it's, yeah, I think such a good point. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the thing with change, it's it's like a, a lot of companies thought, I've got, to, I've got to do training. I've got to do learning and development. What does that actually mean? Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people think it's an aptitude. Uh, for us, it's more of an attitude-based learning. It's like, what tools can we give our team that's going to help them perform at their best? So when we do like company-wide learnings, it's never about an aptitude piece. It's never about, oh, what's the, what's the new legislation say or what's uh, the best way to build? It's more around, you know, who's a speaker that can come in and give them an impact and give them one tool that's going to change their, their life, you know, and, and it's one moment that can actually change someone's whole perspective on how they see things and, and actually can change them as a person. And, and I think, you know, change is good, change is healthy. We all change, you know. You're not the same person you were you were 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. Yeah. It's all these experiences that change you. And you need to embrace the change. But I think that the piece about mental health is that you need to talk about things so you can embrace the change so you can become that person that you think you want to be, you know. You know, you, you need to be that person. Oh, 100%. And, you know, and like you're saying, you know, it's not – not about just ticking a box in, you know, a lot of companies are, okay, we've got to do mental health. We've got to do these other training things. Let's just tick the boxes, get it done. But if you have that attitude, you're not going to get the value out of it. And I think it's, you know, really smart what you're saying of looking at employees, not just in the in the company, but in their life. How do we help this person just improve and, you know, per, personal development for their entire life? Because that's actually going to translate into their work life as well. And it's going to help everyone. And that's going to also make a, any imprint on you know the broader community and you know it's 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 a much more sustainable way to look at things i think we've traditionally been um taught to be very sort of you know just not not look too far ahead and just grind and it might get results you know for a while it might work for six months a year 10 years but at some point that's going to break because you just can't sustain that yeah you go with the hearts and minds of people and I might say hearts first. You always go with the hearts of people because that's where the connection lies. Have you ever seen the the YouTube click of the Michigan? What's it? The Cleveland Clinic. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's just it's just a piece around you know it's a hospital and how they how it, people connect and understand people. So you it walks it walks you through a life of a hospital and a patient and then the families and it's sort of. You, you see them in, in real time, but what's going through their mind? So the reason I bring that up is no one knows what's going through your mind ever. Yeah. Because there's so many things bottled up inside. Yeah. It's how, how do you break that barrier down? And, and for us, it's been about constant connection and, and, and a real relationship first attitude and making them feel part of the family. And I think that's what's getting... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
lost in construction and has been lost for a long time. And I think the younger generation is doing a really great job of bringing that in. And yep. there is a little reception now from the from that that generation above us that has traditionally been more hardlined. And once yep. once once that understanding of you still need results, results drive change and give people energy because you know everyone loves to achieve to achieve or that sense of fulfillment from achievement. Um, at the same time, though, you need to respect how people uh, need to be treated. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my that's my read of the situation. No, I, I think that's a, yeah, no, really, really insightful. And, and please send through the clip. That sounds super interesting. And, and, you know, I think it's such a good point. Like it's, we just, we do not know what's going on in someone's mind. And we, you know, our mind is so creative that we can come up with all these crazy conclusions and, you know, think about a million different things and go all these scenarios. And uh, often it's, you know, it's just going and, creating you know random things and we just don't know you know someone might look composed but they could be going through um you just don't know so yeah i think it's and they say you know there's there's a trigger around emotion right emotion emotion lasts for 90 seconds that's what it lasts whatever that feeling of emotion is 90 seconds literally so the feeling passes but the reality is a lot of us then let our mind become this whirlwind yep yep vicious cycle can get the best of us where you think oh, I can't believe I said that or I can't believe they said that they don't understand me and, and it can really get into a, a deep cycle so trying to give tools to to counteract that you know like meditation we, we, we you know we run a whole course around meditation for our team we, we open it up to the to everyone so that they can have the the tools that can let them be at their best mentally so those are things yeah. that we see as, as pivotal to from from my perspective, anyway, I've been doing it for a long time. But yeah, the pivotal to getting people to feel at their best. Yeah, because you know all of these reactions otherwise are just trying to block actually feeling the emotion. But if you can sit there and think, okay, like what am I feeling right now? What's you know just sit in it. Don't even have to analyze it. And okay, it'll pass and move on to the next thing. But it's when we try and push it away or analyze it, and then it becomes a bigger thing. And then you try and think your way out of something that you you know there's no way to solve it mentally you're just going to create you know a whirlwind for yourself and a vicious cycle and it will get worse so i think it's a really good point um and you you know you've touched pretty much on it but i guess yeah two parts to this question you know what are um what are the mental health wellness sort of um programs you're doing internally i mean you're talking about meditation and these different things and having speakers come in so you know what 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 sort of stuff are you guys doing and then what do you in the broader construction industry, mm-hmm. um, what are you seeing as, as the main problems um, at the moment when it comes to, to mental health? Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be loading up other groups. And you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events. We've got courses. We've got huge amounts of value. The ability to share information, share ideas, 
work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it, and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. Okay, so I'll start, I'll start with a second question, if that's okay, because I think it's sure. sort of feed. Have you been on a construction site before? I have. Yeah, okay. So what did you say when you were on site? What did I say? I saw... Yeah. Um, Oh, I saw uh, a lot of different things. I saw um, a lot of machinery. I saw um, a lot of, uh, I don't know, I, I saw sort of a lot of different sort of guidelines around, you know, what to do and what not to do. And yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. It was a while so, ago. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, so there's, so, so, so construction sites, very high pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the riskiest industries from a safety perspective. So, already you're, you're sort of on the back foot because you're under pressure, right? So, so innately people, when they're under pressure, are going to like think, okay, how can I perform? How do I get, how do I resolve this, this issue I've got at hand? So yeah. that's, that's construction at, at its core is, you know, there's a, there's a problem to solve and construction being very, very innovative and always industrious about solving challenges that come up. There's always a way to do things. So innately then then that drives results and, and action so it comes from the top and the culture starts from the beginning on a site mm. so if if the site manager and the project manager and their leader like their their construction manager and the director of the business are all they're driving driven by results and that and that's it then everything sort of subsides because there's no there's no human nature to it and there's no softness and understanding so there has to be on on construction sites a discussion around mental health and yeah. more discussion around it and also not just sort of if someone's got a problem not just sort of you know she'll be right mate and that's been the the traditional you know she'll be right mate that's the, that's the Aussie lingo for construction yeah and yeah. and it's not right so I think that's the fundamental pressure on on a construction sites and that's a challenge the industry faces and it's about breaking down the barriers. It starts from the top and has to feed all the way down. So you, so the people on the ground feel that they're part of the same ecosystem. Everyone's an equal. Just yeah. everyone does it, performs a different role. So once you're able to create that environment, then things foster and blossom. So, you know, every every business like ours has, has you know, a structure where there's reporting lines, management, your, your traditional approach, right? But for us, we're very flat. Yeah. So everyone knows each other, everyone connects, uh, and things we do are like you know we have an annual breaking of the ground uh, where we get the whole team together. Uh, this year we brought in Ben Crow and and Greg, Grant Hackett in, uh, and they're they're both pretty inspirational people. And Grant was you know able to share his story and his mental health battles. So I thought that was really powerful, and that's that's the sort of stuff we do. We bring people in to share their stories. Yeah. And actually drives action and change we've also had had our team come in and share their own story people have you know gone very close to committing suicide they come and share their story to the whole team and that takes a lot of courage uh and and really inspirational to see and and you know grown men crying when that that breaks down the barriers again so yeah. all these little things you know we we, we have a, a weekly huddle for the whole team our business stops at 808 on a monday morning and it's something topical, you know, nothing to do with construction. It's more to do with their wellness. We talk about one thing that they can be doing and one challenge they can be facing uh, and how they can perform, 
perform their best. So like this week was, you know, how, how do you lift those around you? Because that gives you energy. So it's like things like that where you start talking about it and that's driven into the team. So the teams talk about it on their, on their weekly meetings. So they've got a weekly meeting. And then that drives change constantly. So it's not just a one-off hit at the start of the year. Hey, you know what? Here we've, we've dealt with it. You know, you've had one session. This is going to sort you out for the rest of your life and for the rest of the year. It's constant discussion and constant reminders. You know, are you okay? Day's great. Yeah, but that's not enough. You've got to talk about it constantly and you've got to share the stories always and yeah. check in on people. So just go in, have a coffee. Yeah. You know, what's happening in your life. I think those are, the, those are the, that's the magic we do. It's more holistic and it's, it's constant as opposed to just short, sharp hits. Yeah. 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 No, look, I, I think that's a really, really great point. And, you know, for anyone listening to this and anyone in the industry, I, couldn't agree more with what you're saying and what you're doing because it's, you know, it's great to have the awareness and, you know, to do the are you okay days and things like that. But if there's not regular check-ins, if there's not sort of actionable things, if it's not, you know, that consistency and that sort of culture internally, then it's just not going to change. You know, you could do, you know, listen to one thing and dedicate a day to it and, you know, feel good and learn a lot. But if it's not regularly sort of, um, if, if it's not on the agenda regularly, people aren't going to, stick to it. It'll sort of go over your head and you'll go back into normal routine. So uh, I think it's a really, really good message. And, you know, I'd love, love everything you're talking about here and, you know, appreciate you you sharing these insights with us for this. Yeah. Pleasure. And I think one, one, one real key thing for one for your listeners out there, I think that the one piece that I'd say is really critical. And if you've heard of active listening, obviously, Nick, and I, and I think, you know, active listening is actually being present in the moment and reading all signs, not just what they're saying, but what their what their physical appearance is doing and their, and their movements. Because you may ask someone, hey, how are you going? And they say, great. But they are having a terrible day and they've got a lot going on at home or they've got all these challenges. You need to actually understand and not just be superficial in the relationship. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's key to driving mental health change in the construction industry. And and I think that's also key in 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 the world in general now. Like it's you know it's like it's crazy. We all become culprits of it, but because you know we're glued to phones, instant gratification, just all everything going on. It's like and I notice it all the time. And I I try I try to make a conscious effort myself to really listen. But you know you'll be talking to a friend and you're looking you know you, you they're sort of checking their phone or you can sit you're looking them in the eye and you can see that they're tapped out. They're thinking about something else and. It, it's I think it's a big problem in the world as well you know the active listening sort of thing yeah I think I agree and I think we're all we're all victims of failure at it but you can't you can't be down on yourself and 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 you gotta just realize okay you know I stuffed up here or oh. I wasn't listening. it's okay let's 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 move on to the next thing because you you got to be kind to yourself at the same time oh 100 percent no we're, we all you know we're we're sort of we can only do our best so I think it's just really at the end of the day it's not about getting any of this perfect or getting it right all the time it's about just having self-awareness really having the awareness to be able to reflect and think okay hang on what could have i you know maybe done that differently or how am i feeling about this or how could i approach this and you know that's all we can do if we can sort of maintain that we're bound to on some level make make an improvement and i think that's you know the most important thing really to just encourage how do we how do we develop more self-awareness and it, it comes down to having these conversations, like you're saying, get, getting people talking in the company, sharing stories. It goes back to those grassroots, holistic things that you're talking about. Yeah. 
Um, love it. So, so for anyone listening, we're, we're, we'll put it in the show notes, but where, where's the best place to send them um, if they want to learn more? My name's Nick Brax and I'm a storyteller who has dedicated my entire adult life to creating positive conversations around mental health. In recent years, discussions around mental health have become less taboo and entered the mainstream vernacular. I've delivered over 1,000 mental health seminars around the globe, including several TED Talks, and I believe we all have a story to tell. In my book, Move Your Mind, I cover my story and stories from people that inspire me, as well as insights from world-leading mental health experts. This book will help you to learn how to recognize mental health issues before they become a problem. Use your personal challenges as motivators. Take ownership of your well-being and create new daily habits that increase happiness and reduce stress. For, for us or just for you, for, for you guys, for you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just, just you know, for us, you can just reach out to, to our team, just hello at cobalt.com.au. Yeah. Uh, say hello. Uh, and we're more than happy to connect on any level, happy to share stories and, and, you know, things that we do, like one thing I didn't touch on, but I think it's important is the gift of giving. Yeah. So little things we give back, you know, we've got a whole miracle committee, you know, Amanda, what my EA champions it and the gift of giving actually is so rewarding. So, you know, we do, we do things where we, we make sandwiches and food for kids, impoverished children. We make food for kids on the families on the streets so doing that actually drives positive change and mental health awareness for the whole team. So they understand what people's challenges are. So that's probably something I think that's important, like in this whole piece is around how do you actually give back? Yeah. Mental health is about giving back. Uh, but yeah, so to hello at cobalt.com.au, reach out on my mobile. If anyone wants to, I'm happy to give you my email, Nick. If anyone reaches out, I'm happy to have a chat with anyone about it. Um, I'll share my details. So more than welcome to, to reach out. No problem. No, I think that's great. And yeah, we'll put again, anyone listening, the we'll have the that link in the show notes. And if anyone wants to know anything further, well, I can um I can direct them to you. So yeah, really appreciate that and having you on here. And we um we finish every episode with just five closing questions. These can be sort of, you know, whatever they don't have to be super long answers, but just whatever comes to mind. Um yep. I've sort of pretty much touched on this one, but what do you what do you think? currently is the the biggest burden on uh mental health in society in society uh so i i'll i'll look it's just that people opening up people asking questions and driving change and i think you know to bring it into construction it's just because it's such a male orientated industry and and traditionally there's no one people aren't open to being vulnerable and finding that space to feel comfortable to talk about things. So there's huge barriers. Everyone's got a huge barrier up. So I think that's that's a really big challenge we need to overcome. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it, it really does. It comes back to that same thing. Um, what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? So I think maybe just a funny one that just sort of popped to mind more. You know, we were driving from Melbourne to the Gold Coast with a, with, our, with our parents and had, they'd, they'd, uh, we'd stopped on the way to the Cherry Farm. And we, you know, we were loving, we were eating some cherries and and uh, we we took some in the car and my brother and I were, were eating them and having some fun and then we, we all fell asleep. And then and then we wake up and the whole back seat's covered in cherries. <laughs> so it was, it was a pretty funny story of a child. 
I, I, lo- I love I those love kind of stories. Yeah, yeah. No, it's sort of I was having memories of you know our family driving down to um, White River and uh, on the on the coast, the um, Great Ocean Road in Melbourne. Just all as, as you're telling that, it sort of brings back memories. So I love it. <laughs> um, what's your personal definition of happiness? So mine, my, so this is the interesting one. Happiness, I don't. I look at more the joyous. Yeah, because I think happiness is an emotion you exert out. Joyous is an internal feeling. So for me, being joyous is just embracing moments like this, just being present, having having fun, and and being really connected to that interaction in the moment. I think that's when I'm, I'm most joyous, and and things that enrich my life, which are like my family, my my children. Um, people in my in my business, people that I connect with on a deep level, that gives me joy. And seeing people grow, that really gives me joy. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, I think, yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's sort of happiness, you know, if you're chasing just a high, that's fleeting. It's about being, enjoying the process and being present. And, you know, I think it's a really good way that you put it. So I've, I've got two more here. Um, yeah. What are you most afraid of? Ooh, good question. <laughs> I think... I think not giving 100% in every situation. And that's what I'm most afraid of, actually, like not giving my all because I think that that just lets me down. So I think that's probably what I'm most afraid of in situations is just not being 100% myself. Yeah, because I'm, I mean, I, I think because that's probably similar to mine where it's sort of regret, you know, looking back on my life and thinking, could have I done this better or could have I done more or could have I, you know, did I explore all the things I wanted to explore? I think that's that would be the worst feeling if you just don't give mm. it your all. So mm. absolutely. Um, so final one, what, what are you most proud of? Easy. My kids, I've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And uh, they just give me so much energy. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I nothing nothing more meaningful than, than that. So uh, a good way to end it. And yeah, thank you, mate, for I've really enjoyed this. I think this will genuinely, you know, help a lot of people in the construction industry and and outside of it. And uh, really, you know, I know you're super busy and appreciate you making the time to do this. And, uh, you know, I love being able to connect with you. So yeah, thank you again for just making the time to, to come on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the chat. It's been great. Really, really great. Thank you, mate. Thanks to Rod and Roddenberg for joining me today for Move Your Mind. And just another reminder, if you'd like to join the Move Your Mind community, you can go to moveyourmind.me. And if you'd like to purchase the Move Your Mind book, you can go to nickbrax.com book. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.